Growing Through Dance, the podcast that explores how dance interacts with life. I want to thank you all for listening to this first series and to do a little drawing together of the very diverse episodes we've had and to say how much I've enjoyed the interaction and the feedback the series has generated. At the beginning of 2017, my dance life altered significantly. Up to then, I had been running my dance school, Siren Sester Creative Dance Academy, since 1997, alongside a full-time position in vocational performing arts. During my 17 years tenure, I'd helped to facilitate not only dancers, but also many actors and singers to use their abilities and get the best out of their dance and performing abilities. Many ex-students are now working professionally in the arts, or have used those skills to gain other employment, or further careers which are seemingly unrelated. When I left the department, I had three main goals. Firstly, to achieve the MA degree in professional practice, dance pedology, which I had been promising myself to do for over 20 years. Secondly, to concentrate on making my dance school even better by offering as many opportunities as possible to everyone who walked through the CCDA studio doors, while still maintaining an excellent standard of work and a family support network for all its members. My last goal was to start a podcast, and I've always felt that dance and performing arts had so much more to offer than the practical skills alone, and I have seen firsthand through my life what a difference it has made, so I wanted to explore how this all worked in real life for everyone else. If you are listening to this roundup of reflections of my first series of Growing Through Dance, you will see that I have achieved those goals. The degree is achieved, but although I decided not to take it officially to PhD level, Further research is still ongoing and will be used to inform all dance teachers and would-be dancers through future projects and publications. The dance school is a joyous task that needs continual development as it reflects the needs of its users and the society in which we live. The podcast has just finished its first season and frankly I am a little overwhelmed by the way it's been received. 50 countries have listened as far afield as Uruguay, Panama, Zambia, Thailand, Hong Kong, most of Europe, North America, Canada, as well as the UK. Giving a little reflective time to the series in this episode, I wanted to share the learnings as well as the entertainment. The series started with the very concise memories of Dr Penny Martin, a general medical practitioner and CCDA student from the age of four. Penny highlighted her memories and the fun, the laughter and the pure enjoyment she gained from her regular dance activities. Her second episode gave everyone a clear insight to the extras, the things you don't realise you are getting as a dance student, the confidence building, the focus, time management of being a studying teenager, the performance skills, the transferable skills and the camaraderie of the tribe which can last a lifetime. She also remembered how she took every chance as a medical student to use her skills and entertain and facilitate others. In episodes three and four, we heard from the vastly experienced and talented musical theatre stroke actor Kate Ragmalovich Evans about her performing life and how dance has touched this operatic singer. Kate reflected on the behind the scenes anecdotes of being a performer who could move and dance and how this had opened up other opportunities to her and provided many hours of entertainment for others as well as herself. Hannah Ponting, another ex-student, was the guest of episodes 5 and 6. 
She discussed how dance had interacted with her life and enabled her to make her much-loved hobby into a profession. Discussing her own mental health issues as a performer, Hannah cited resilience that comes from being a dancer. The first male dancer on the podcast, Raymond Chai, gave us a detailed account of his long career, with many backstage stories reflecting on the changes in the opportunities for the professional performer since the early 70s. He discussed his embodied knowledge and his spatial awareness taken from his strong ballet technique and the initiative to adapt mentally and physically. In the first bonus episode, Jackie Richards discussed in detail the concept of ballet training being the dancer's foundation and why the fundamentals of posture and movement are a positive asset to all. Episode 10 saw singer-songwriter Grace George. She told us about the benefits of dancing in mainstream education and how an educated dancer's mind and body had led her to have the confidence to perform. Catherine King's grassroots story highlighted the many extra advantages of having dance in your life and using the passion that dance creates to enrich your life. Working full-time in marketing, Catherine currently hosts her own podcast, which she uses to educate and empower young women. Episode 12, my guest Katie Lloyd empowered other dancers and teachers on how to balance their life and use the positives from their dance background to grow through all life's challenges. Soren Beebe, a Danish composer, had never been to a dance lesson and in his words was not a dancer. But dance had inspired him to compose, copying the movements into sound. Sue Weibrow champions Dance for Everyone by mixing fitness with mental well-being and making dance accessible to all backgrounds, levels and experience through her worldwide pop dance company. The last episode of Series 1 is once again an interview with a former CCDA student, a testament of how a late starter in dance still gained an infectious passion for movement and built the resilience as well as the tribe. In rounding up the episodes, I have the following reflections from the thoughts of my guests. Everyone's dance story is unique. Everyone's benefits are utilised in different ways. Everyone benefits from dance in some way. If you are a dancer from a young age, you benefit from the fun, the exercise, the training of the mind, the coordination of the body and thoughts, the teamwork and the time management skills. And even if you are a late starter, there is a wealth of learning and experience that seeps into you by osmosis. You build your confidence and resilience, your stamina for life and your passion for doing and watching dance. The biggest transferable skills enable you to be a can-do person who can go on to help themselves as well as the wider community. Friendships are ignited and tribes formed. Dancers are adaptable, physically strong and able to face their mental health demons with resolve. Parents, don't underestimate the wonderful gift you are giving your children if you enable their dance life. Adults, the gains of dancing don't stop when you leave education. They are how, in fact, magnified, a way to relieve the work stress, a community outside of the workplace, and something for you and, of course, the most fun way to exercise. I hope you've enjoyed the first series of Going Through Dance and are now eager to see what the second series brings. The podcast is taking a short break now until May the 19th, when Series 2 will start with the interview with the lovely and very talented Carrie Ann. She is the original creator of the choreography and staging for Six the Musical and currently the resident choreographer of the London West End version of Hamilton. 
Other exciting interviews include Nathan James, PhD, and former head of dance studies at the Erdang Academy London, three of my past students, all of whom have used dance to help their other careers, and we are branching out to look at the dance scene in the USA, particularly in New York. Lots more of interest and a few surprises to come. So please get in touch and let me know your thoughts. What would you like to hear about? Everyone's growth stories are unique, but we are linked by the passion and joy that dance brings into our lives. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please give us a follow or subscribe. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Amazon and all other podcast apps. You can follow our progress on Instagram at Growing Through Dance Pod, and we will be having a new Facebook group in May for you to make comments and tell us about your thoughts for the episodes and what you'd like to hear. In the meanwhile, please email me at info at growingthroughdance.com or send me a direct message on our Instagram. Thank you so much for all your support and listening to this series. I do hope you've enjoyed it. And we'll pass it on to as many friends as possible to listen to. I am your host, Catherine Lucy.